Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the On The Box podcast, the television show podcast on the Anfield Index podcast channel. And this is the start of a brand new series on On The Box. We are going to be covering Game of Thrones every week after every episode. So, yes, you're going to be sick of hearing my voice. But I'll try and mix it up with the guests. And this week we have some excellent guests. And actually, it's the first time I think we've potted together... Uh, the three of us, I think. Maybe we might have done one before on a comic pod. I'm not so sure. But we have co-host of the AI comic pod, Mr. Stu Bridson. How are you doing, Stu? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Good to be on. And uh, also the host of the B Show on AI, the Nina Kaza <laughs> Show. How are you doing, Nin? <laughs> Thank you so much. Now I've been really dropped into reserves by appearing on here. But luckily... Look at this. I'm in my BFSD. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's really nice to be on with the brains and the, the real talent behind Anfield Index and Gags as well. <laughs> I know. He just takes all the credit. You do realise yeah. she joined like a year after it started. And that's when it turned successful. Oh, shut yeah. the fuck <laughs> Nonsense. Anyway, we're, we're, we're effing and blinding already in Game of Thrones pod, so you know what? That That's fine. That's what happened. It's all uh, censored. But we, we don't really need to go through what's happened. Stu's done a pod already in Game of Thrones for us. So I think the first couple of seasons, wasn't it, Stu? Yeah, we did one and two. So basically, you know what? Three, four, five, and six. You know what's happening. If you're listening, you're listening because it's this actual episode that we're talking about. And we're going to just jump straight right in here. And then I know she's one of your favorite characters. So season seven starts where it le- where they left off, really, with Arya just being absolutely awesome. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. When I first saw um, uh, World of Frey... Um, in in shot, and I thought, what's going on? You know, she killed him. What what's going on here? But my God, what a start to the show! And um, I just love the way she did it. I love the fact that she turned to um, Walder Frey's. I assume it's his wife because he's a dirty old man. Uh, she's very young, this girl, and she just says, just when people ask what happened here, the North remembers. And the way she walks out, and just the carcass of all them dead people that betrayed her family. I mean, the alarm bells started going off when obviously she's in character, Walder Frey, because she's got his face on, and she's saying things like, "You, you butchered a pregnant woman, and you know, you, you killed a mother of five, and you know, you didn't kill them all." And brilliant I was like, speech. "What's going on?" Yeah, it was, it was brilliant because you know, it started off like it seemed legit. Him, like I bet you're thinking, "Why have I given two feasts in the space of a fortnight?" Which sounds like him because he's a title bastard but my god the way she walks out and that smug grin on her face she is actually i mean I, of course we all love john snow but like she is for me my second favorite stark yeah i mean Stu, she says leave one wolf alive and the sheep are not safe and you know when i heard that i was just like punching the air i was like get the fucking because you know what it that that setting where they did that where they all died that's there's some painful memories right for us there 
Really? Oh yeah, because it, it it's the same. I think it's supposed to be the same hall where the red wedding took place. So there's a there's a bit of twisted justice in that. But I have never been more attracted to Maisie Williams than after having seen a slaughter a whole room full of men. Because that was seriously seriously badass. I mean, she she was badass pretty much the whole of last season anyway. When she was she was learning with um, Jack and her car. But now, now she's really sort of, you know, at the, at the top of her of her skills. That, and I, I can't think of a of an episode they've done that's opened that intense. Mm. But I, I was the same as Nina when they showed Walder Frey's face. I thought, well, they've already done the recap, so we already know what happened. But then I wondered if it was supposed to be going back, say, after the red wedding or something, and it was actually him. But as soon as he started talking, I was going, no, that's that's not him. So to get that set up, because think what she's done. She's killed him, removed his body, then stayed there for a good couple of hours, presumably, to set all this up. That's really sinister and evil, like genuinely twisted to do that. Mm. But she's she's brilliant. Which She was one of the most annoying characters. She's probably now my favourite Stark, just because she's full fucking badass. Yeah, I mean, I knew immediately, by the way, that it was a mask. I, oh, you smart ass. Yeah, I knew straight away. I know, Mitch just looks so stupid, doesn't he, the little uh, No, no, but honestly, as soon as the episode <laughs> started, I go, she's going to kill them all now. This is amazing, because obviously, she's just done it in the in, in, in the bit before, so she's now going to parade us in. What I, I don't know, I mean, if you look at it from a direction point of view or um special effects point of view, she only can take the face, right? So everything else, the hands were the same. I don't know whether that's a bit of a miss. I don't know, guys. Direction-wise, I don't know whether they fucked that up a little bit because then when she's walking out, she's got her own hands I'm, back. I'm, I'm guessing the answer would be magic. Right. Yeah. It, okay. It's some kind of magic. So I'm, well, it's like the voice. There's clearly something when you put on the face, of you course. must assume the body. Otherwise, how would they not notice that she's got the body of, I mean, what's she supposed to be now? About 15. Yeah, how yeah. did they not notice that this 75-year-old man was now a 15-year-old girl? Yeah, you're right. It, you're right. It's got there, to be. There must be something. That, Unless you were standing on a guy, box. Yeah, that guy that she trained off, he did that. He would actually literally transform into an entire person. Yeah. Shape, yeah when shape, you, shape, when, when she first it? met him mm? um, and he was killing those three people. Yeah, he, he, when he changes, I think he does sort of grow taller or shorter. They've but actually that, mentioned um, shapeshifters as well in there, so like I think he, it's pretty much what she's doing is shapeshifting, which is yeah. amazing. Amazing. It's I like, wish I had that skill. Fucking what? what, the, what uh, yeah. What the fuck? You want to be hands, won't you? Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> so, so but, but after that, I mean, that is. A little bit of a win right at the start of season seven. You think, yeah, great. The next, the next scene is basically the dead walking, but it's actually Bran who's look, you know, looking at them. He's he's doing his raven thing, whatever he does, the third eye or whatever it's called, and he's he's basically seeing all these. And one one's one of the blooming dead now. And now that was heartbreaking. That mm. was as soon as I saw the giant shadow, I actually said out loud, went, "Don't don't be one one." And then when it came up right close, I was like, "No," because he was the hero. You know, when, when they fought at Hard Home, he was the hero because he was the one that got the boats away. He was and the he, hero he did so well in um, at the castle, yeah, because he yeah. fought them off at the gates. Yeah, he was the... That, was, that was really hard going, that, because he's been fucking brilliant. He's been so good. And I was gutted about that. And it's such a small scene. It was like three seconds you see him for, but you think, oh, shit. This. But I mean, it, it built it, well as well, because you, you didn't see anything, did you? And then it was snow. And then you just saw the Night's King and then gradually it just grew bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you start getting an idea of how many men he's actually got with him. There's literally thousands of them. Mm. And every time somebody dies, that's another troop for him. So like after the battle at Hardhome, his army must have tripled. What about if if one one's part of the dead, then everyone that died in that field outside, um, what's it called, Winterfell, they're, yeah. all, they're all part of the dead now as well, which is fucked because there was thousands. If, if thousands he summons them, yeah, he, he could have an army of tens of thousands. And that, that's why the Lannister, no, not the Lannisters, that's why John is so freaked out because he realises they need every man they can get. But that's potentially why the Lannisters are fucked because they don't realise that this is coming. They've got no idea the magnitude of the army that's coming their way. Yeah. 
yeah, definitely. We'll get to that in a minute. But Nin, it was nice to see Bran now finally somewhere safe. Well, the wall is probably not that safe anymore with the dead coming. But um, Ed Tully, is it, is it Ed Tully? Is it? Is that the guy? The one who's at the, who's in the Night's Watchman now? He's head of it now. He's wearing. I think so. He's wearing John's clothes, basically. So well, John put him in charge, didn't he? When yeah. John uh, when John left. So mm. now you know ravens can be sent and stuff so john yes. well, hopefully is not too far and if you're if you have listened to this from twitter or you do have the on the box uh, do follow the at the on the box podcast you can go and have a look now basically where where uh, bran is at the wall where john is it's not too far actually so um hopefully hopefully we have another reunion because we'd love to see that it's been really sad for the last six years when they all split up so um my wife's watching it right now by the way and she's in season three and she's like and she's just seen the red wedding episode today and um, she's distraught right now and um especially when they kill the baby first but anyway we'll move on um so um then let's stick with you then so john it goes straight to uh john and sansa um, in that scene, and the main takeout of that scene was John obviously trying to be really um, fair, always, you know. But Sansa, there's there's a there's a bit. I of think a nasty for me, I her. think I think I think for me, because um, you asked me a question before, and then you kind of answered it yourself, and it come to me. So I'm going to come yeah. in now and teach <laughs> you how to host. For me, I think what John tried to do was um, display some leadership qualities which he has he's commanded it he's been acknowledged as the king of the north so he's trying to do right by people he's saying things along the lines of traitors are traitors i'm not going to punish their children or their families for their sins and i think he's very fair sansa i mean i found that really interesting because i thought she's done a lot of growing up with what she's seen but i thought that was almost quite amateurish by her because she challenged his authority in front of like the hall of like you know the, the lead people like in front of the council and it kind of undermined i thought it was almost like she was trying to undermine john and she was challenging his um his views and she was almost causing a little bit of a mini rebellion she could have done potentially she could have done yeah, because people were people, with her. yeah yeah because yeah, people could have seen that as oh you know what there's two very con- conflicting opinions here I agree with her, so I'm going to go and poison her. You know, it wasn't strong leadership. Another thing as well, what I took from that was it, it felt like almost like she's the legitimate heir to the North, if that makes sense, because she's a Stark and he's a Snow. It was almost like wow, it's like... I didn't get that. I didn't I see that at all. That. Well, yeah, she's, she's got more of the... He's quite rough around the edges, isn't he? She, he sees things as a warrior. She sees things as, as a noble. Like, she, she's trying to be diplomatic to a point, but then saying, right, well, fuck those guys, they turned against us. And that's probably what a lot of kings and queens would do. John's being maybe a bit too forgiving. So even though she's the younger one, maybe he's showing a bit of the the error of youth. But potentially, as Nina said, it's because he's a snow. He's not being brought up in the, in the house in the same way as, as they have, because he was always shunned, wasn't he? He was never fully accepted by Catelyn. So maybe yeah, he's I not had the same kind bit. of morals instilled. I, dis- I disagree a little bit, because he's saying that I'm following my dad's footsteps all the time. He says my dad would do this. And that's when she yeah, tells, I, I him, she tells him often, doesn't she? She goes, but that's why they're dead. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but I, I don't think Ned would. I think Ned was, was very noble and very honourable. But he had his breaking points, and I think I, I'm, I'm totally on Team Sansa for this one. I, I love John as a character, and Sansa's always been very annoying. But the things that she's seen and what she's suffered at the hands of Ramsay has really forced her to grow up. And she, I think she sees the world much better and much clearer than any of, any of the other players do. She's not deluded by thinking that everything's going to be okay. She's accepting the harsh reality of the world. And she's right, I think, in what she's saying, that the whoever it is, the Karstarks and the someone else betrayed them. What's to say they're not going to do it again? We can't trust them. Kick them out of the castles and give them to people who fought for us, who haven't stabbed us in the back. And to be honest, that's the way I would be looking at it. I would be saying, when we needed you, because they went to the Karstarks, didn't they? Asked them for help and to pledge the troops, and they told them to fuck off. Mm. You know, They needed them at their absolute most just before the Battle of the Bastards. And they turned them away, and now they're in the position of power. I'd mm. be turfing them out in the snow. Mm. Fuck them. Okay. But you know, I, I, I agree. She, she said nothing wrong. You know, mm-hmm. um, reward, lo- loyalty. I get that. But for me, it was naive to have that conversation in front of people. Oh, it was. Yeah. She totally undermined him. Yeah. And, and he is the king. Whether she, I mean, she sort of sworn allegiance to him as well. She said that she will follow him. Mm. I'm guessing the idea behind this is this is potentially going to stoke the fires with Littlefinger. Because he's already made his play, hasn't he? He wants her on the throne 
and he wants to be alongside her. And and she said that when she was talking to Brienne as well, she knows Littlefinger wants to get in her pants. And I think at some point she might even get so pissed off with John that she might go, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to side with Littlefinger. I'm going to take the throne off my half brother and I'll deal with the consequences later. Because John's a bit rash. I don't know. Sometimes he's rash. Sometimes he's whatever the opposite of rash is. I think I think the proof of the pudding was at the end of season six where he just rushed uh, in the battle and she's had to save him as well. So there is history yeah. there. Um, oh, so, and the, yeah. We, yeah. And the, the little bear was great in that scene as well. She's what? She's meant to be about nine or ten. I love and that And she stands girl. up in front of this this yeah. room full of men. And when she speaks, they all go, yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's so good. Up. She is absolutely brilliant. I can't remember. Liana? Yes. Yeah, Liana, like she's just a little bear. Um, what did you think? Anything else you wanted to add in on that? Um, I mean, at the end, Sansa does say, "You're this is this is perfect for you. You are the right king, and you're doing it really well." Um, you know, so she does. But then, obviously, she has that conversation about Cersei to John. So, mm. do do you see Nin anything of Cersei in her now? A bit of a change. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think she's um, like. Like she said, she's grown up. She's a bit more ruthless. Uh, she's kind of um, predicted what she might go and do, which is very Cersei-esque in my opinion. Everyone knows I love a prediction, and they're almost <laughs> always wrong. <laughs> okay, so she's gonna, you know, she's not gonna make that play, which is a shame because I think that'd be really cool. Well, it'll certainly make it interesting, but I do think she does admire her. She's a woman of power. Yeah, and it's you hard know? not to if you think if she's grown up, she's been. She's always known that if all the other Starks were alive, she was what? Probably fourth in line because she would have been behind Rob, then Bran, then whatever the other one was, the really young Wiener kid. Rickon, Rickon. Rickon. And then she is probably the oldest girl. She would have been made. So she yeah, would have been way, fourth. Way down, way down. The and, then, and now she's learned from arguably the probably one of the, the the most fearless women in the whole world in the whole country however big it goes and it must be hard to not have a little bit of that rub off on it and she's probably picked up some of the good but she must have picked up some of the bad as well because you don't get to where Cersei is by being nice you only get there by being an absolute thunder bitch yeah I mean she's been I mean talking to Cersei and let's move on to that next bit I think you love this part didn't you uh, when, when yeah. you were talking to me earlier in about the map <laughs> Yeah, when she just stood there and she goes, he's an old cunt. They're traitors. Cartridge says, she's just surrounded by enemies. But anyone else would look absolutely petrified, like, shit, where am I going to go? Jamie legit looked concerned that they actually have no allies. Everyone else is looking stronger, looking better. You know, sends out off the, th- um, the threat raven to um, uh, Jon Snow, like, come to King's Landing, kneel, or basically... I'm going to kill you. Yeah, like, you know? as if. Like, I, love that. Like, I love the fact that she has got absolutely very little to stand on, just lost her last child, and is still um, a bit of a warmonger. Yeah, well, she has to show, she has to show power. She has to show power. They didn't really properly cover what happened to Tom. And well, that was dealt with really quickly. Yeah, I think that what else can you say? He he committed suicide, and that's what she was saying, that I'm disappointed he'd betrayed me. So she's reacting like one of the family members that would in a in a suicide bit, where sometimes you feel a bit betrayed by the person that did it. Whereas the guy, that he's not been there. She's seen all of her kids die in front of her, pretty much. And he's, yeah, he, he's been he away. The girl, the, the, the girl passed away with In front him, of him, yeah. Yeah, yeah on, on the yeah. boat when she was yeah. poisoned the by the The two boys uh, went with snakes. her, though, when he wasn't there. So he comes back to, like... Both the boys yeah, she, gone. Because she held um, Joffrey, didn't she, as he was yep. poisoned. So and then she had Tommen as well. But he's saying yeah. they haven't talked about it. Parents do talk about these things. Sorry, brothers and sisters, whatever. But they talk about uh, these things. <laughs> yeah. but they talk, Parents and brothers and sisters. Uh, they talk about gross. these things and they hadn't. And she is now moved on, ready to fight. And it's just like, she seems... I mean, that can be depression as well, but let's not go too much deep. She, she's putting a front on it, isn't she? There's yeah, no she way is. she's as okay. She's clearly just trying to power through it. I'll be gobsmacked if at some point it doesn't bubble up and she just has a nervous breakdown. Because Jamie seems like he's dealt with it in a, in a healthy way. He's processed the fact that his kids have died and he's trying to get through to her. Look, we are really, really fucked here. We are on our own. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, no, we don't need fucking anyone. But as I said before, I don't think she realizes the gravity of of what 
else is coming their way. He's really humanised, isn't he, now? Um, he's been brilliant. The best thing that ever happened to him was the time he spent with Brienne. Yeah, Bri- yeah. Brienne has just turned him. I was thinking about it before, after the episode. He's one of my favourite characters because how few people realise um, that when he killed the king that he actually saved tens of thousands of lives. People think he was a traitor and he did it to line his own pockets or nope. something, but nobody really realises that he actually saved everyone's lives. Yep, he goes through it, it earlier it, in the season. It, it's sad that he's got that burden on him where everyone calls him King Slayer, mm. but he actually did a ridiculously noble thing. He sacrificed his life and his reputation to save everyone, and pretty much nobody knows. I think Brienne, he, he told Brienne right. didn't he that did, time yeah, when they had two. Season two. And, and that was when she really sort of thought, shit, Jamie Lannister isn't the big bastard that I thought he was. He's actually you know, a, a decent guy. But there's but, more examples though. Look how he saved Tyrion, you know, stuff like that. He shows, yeah, he does show love, Tyrion. like he lets, he lets him go. And that ends up his costing his dad's life and stuff. Doesn't it? Everything. It just, uh, the best death scene that shows ever <laughs> had dead on the toilet. <laughs> if I'm going to go out, I want to go out shot on the toilet with a crossbow. But I mean, Nin, one of the key things about the map that you were talking about earlier is that we find out exactly where Khaleesi is going. She's going to Dragonstone, and and that becomes that's going to become really important. Let's actually while we're there, let's talk about it because loads of things happen in the in in the in the episode, and Dragonstone's the main focus because obviously at the end Khaleesi gets there. We'll jump into this bit now. We can come back to some of the other bits. So Nin, she's there. Sam, I mean, we're going to talk about the rest of what he does, but what he ends up finding in the books that he nicks is that the dra- the, the the dragon. What's it called? The dragon glass. Dragon glass. Is there's a mountain of it underneath yeah. Dragonstone? She's there. So what does that tell you? Who's going there? Because he's sending a message to him, and that's yeah. the exciting part, isn't it? This is the exciting part because it it potentially means we're going to see Jon Snow share the screen with the Khaleesi. He will head there. He needs it because I think another thing as well. I mean, we spoke about Jon, and you know, I think he's very very much focused on uh, the White Walkers. Because he's seen them, you know, that's all that he's been trained to kind of fight for many years or what, however long he was um, guarding the wall. So um, he he keeps talking about we need um, uh, this dragon glass. So yes. he's going to end up there. That's her birthplace. It's not far from King's Landing. Nope. They're all going to no, be. Yep. They're all looking on be. that map, it's very, very close. It's just across the narrow. Well, it's sort of. It's like it's Manchester going... and Liverpool, isn't it? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not far. It's like basically it is. They will go out to war with a fleet. That's it will probably be a couple of hours by sea. It's not. And now she she's got the advantage because she's got the best fleet in the world. Yeah. Because when um, uh, when the Greyjoys um, fucked off, they took the best, the, didn't they? the best of the fleet, the best sailors, and the best ships. So she's got a hell of an advantage if she wants to try and take King's Landing by by sea. What I'm interested to see is now, in in some of the teasers that in the build-up, they've teased the fact that now Brandon knows John's real name. It's is he going to be able to get a message to John before John meets Daenerys? Because they're now. Oh, I can't remember. It is he's either her she's, uncle no, she's or her, she's, she's, his aunt. she's his aunt. Something like that. They so got her dad. His dad is her brother. Her dad. Yeah. Her brother. So it's it's official. Daenerys is going to be a hotter aunt than May in Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, but obviously that's massive because now, like Ninja said, Jon Snow is going to say, "I want the dragon glass," and he's going to end up at Dragonstone and say, I guess "What?" I've got a question for you. You're quite on. excited about this because there's going to be the there's going to be screen time between two characters that you liked certainly in the first season sharing. Um, Screen time together, and of course, I'm talking about Tyrion and uh, Jon Snow. Yeah, they've yes. not they've not spent any time since that first, and he kept calling him bastard. How yeah, you doing, bastard. bastard? How you doing, bastard? One of my theories is, and uh, and I don't know if you guys, and I'm going to just jump into this and forget any kind of agenda we have, is that I I actually think that Tyrion is also a bastard uh, because he's he. There's been scenes. I'm watching this back, by the way, with my wife. So I'm in season, just getting to season four now when we're watching it back, and. There is a part where Tyron says, so his dad says to him, I've got no proof that you're my kid, right? That, that you're not, not my kid, that someone else is your father. I've got no proof, so I've given you my well, name. Well, you know what the theory is, don't you? 
the theory the, is, the theory is, is that they're all. Yeah, I don't. He's a, he's a, he's a Targaryen as well. Because sorry, think, uh, a Targaryen. That's what yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. The Mad it, King raped her apparently. The mother. Because so, there's the idea of the the, th- the dragon that has three heads, and it's yep, supposed to be those three. Tyrion, John, and Daenerys, and that's How why. How awesome would that but be? The first time Tyrion met the dragons in the uh, yes. when they locked in the dungeon, they never tried to kill him, nope. and it's that only Targaryens have got the natural ability to be around dragons without either getting scorched or eaten. And it would be brilliant if John turns up and then the dragons are, you know, there and they just let him walk past. That would just tell us everything. Oh, man. Like, they're sort of going to go for him and they're going to get close and then maybe they give him a bit of a sniff and they think, hang on. And then she's going to be a little bit confused. Like, hang on, I normally have to hold you back. There's definitely going to be something there because now we know, we suspected for a, a good two or three seasons that he was a Targaryen and now we know he is. There's got to be some, something's got to give that away. And if it's not the dragons, then it's got to be Bran. Because now Bran knows. And what's his name again? Who? Um, John, they, they did announce what his name is. Oh, no, I can't remember. I can't remember. Because, you know, um, in, in the flashback when he was with the, the other three-eyed raven and you see the, uh, the young mother whispering to Ned's ear, somebody uh, did some lip reading and they tried to work out what the name was. And I think it's been confirmed by one of the showrunners. It, it, it's oh, kind. It's. I don't know. I, I've got a feeling it's something like. I think it's Jaharis, something like that. Targaryen. Wow. Yeah. I, wow. I think she whispers to him. She says his name or is Jaharis. Yeah, Jaharis Stark, basically, because they weren't married, were they? Uh, they weren't, but he would be a Targaryen because he, if he's got, you always take down the father's name. But obviously, that's why he's a Snow. Because if anyone realised that he was a Targaryen, you would have been slaughtered. Robert would have had him killed with with all the other Targaryen babies. Yeah, so this is it. They've been hidden, haven't they? And and I think I think it, I, I, honestly, the bit that you said about the dragons and Tyrion, I I picked that up immediately as well when I was watching it, and I thought they haven't said anything to him, so we could. Actually... He's always been fascinated, hasn't he? He yeah. said he's always wanted to see a dragon, and he and doesn't then you behave see... like them either. He doesn't behave like a Lannister at all. And when he was uh, actually, when he actually, when they actually ended up at what was the place called again? Dragons. So... Dragonstone, and she's actually just um, sat by the table, and he's looking at like the the stonework of all the dragons, and he, yeah. he's completely in awe of it. He is. Yeah, he looked comfortable, point. didn't he? Like, mm. yeah. I mean, Dragonstone looked brilliant, didn't it? The big mm. fucking dragon heads, and then that gigantic yes. walkway. Right? Showed it looked... that before, even though that's where Stannis was. They've only shown the inside of it because right. I think in the mythology, I'm sure there was a big battle there or something, and it's just been left in disarray. And like it's got no roof or something, unless I'm thinking. No, I'm thinking of the one that Tyrion, uh, Tywin was staying in. Yeah, that's the one that battled. I can't remember which that. That was the one. That was, I, no, I don't know. If it was, one of them was um, destroyed by dragons, and it's got no roof, and the whole right. place is well, scorched. No, Dragonstone. They they never showed the outside. Because I'm glad they didn't because it looked fucking impressive when she got there. Oh god, yeah. The reveal was when the gates opened. The reveal was amazing. But yeah, and especially when the dragons like, flew up and started flying around it, like they looked. I was just waiting for Drogon to sit on top of it because yeah. Drogon's about three times bigger than the others and he would have looked amazing just perching on the top. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really set up excitingly, but Nin, there was some comic relief in the middle of this show with Sam Tarly. So do you want to just Bless. tell me what you thought of that scene when he was, that, that his, his routine, ouch. Oh, you know what? I wanted to puke up. I'm not even lying. I mean... I was just about, I watched it much later than you guys. I was about to have my lunch and just seeing his repetition of emptying bedpans and, oh, and they were actually showing what was inside. And I was eating it, porridge while I was watching that. Oh, so that, that was really not fun at all. And, you know, he was, he was heaving. You know, oh, he was God, the noises like, he's making. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, and it was just so, it was legit, it was disgusting. I felt so sorry for him. It, and it felt like he literally had no rest, literally getting up, doing the books, emptying bedpans, washing them as well, then serving food. It was basically a day of repetition and he looked bored. He looked um, he looked like he was lacking stimulation, mental stimulation, a bit like a robot. Um, I really, um, 
and then the whole autopsy scene as well, post-mortem scene, really grossed me out as well. And, of course, big actor there right there for you guys. You'll you'll probably know him. Uh, he was Slughorn in Harry Potter, but he his real name is <clears throat> Jim Broadbent. Um, and That's it. I couldn't bloody put his name. Because my brother... Yeah, because my brother said, oh, Jim Broadbent's in it. And I went, who the hell? You know, I'm not good with names. And he went, Slughorn. I went, ah. But really good. I think he's going to be a good character. I love the fact that they throw these kind of um, big English characters, actors in. But yeah, I, I felt sorry for Sam. But he goes on a bit of a rebellion, steals the keys, goes into the restricted section, finds the book and finds some, uh, I'd say, very, very important information that is going to help his buddy. It's strange because I thought they already would have known that because he already killed the uh, they it, well he already knew didn't he that Dragon Glass kills them yeah he just mm. didn't know that there was a mountain under Dragonstone yeah. he didn't but you know not remember that. they had they had all that stuff that they found oh yeah yeah he he knows that but he didn't know that there was an actual bloody mountain where they can go and source it like the when, only way he could I find thought that. he was going to find something else because we knew about that mountain because of what Stannis had said. Oh and yeah, I, I, of, of I watch course, a lot of videos think... and read a lot of the stuff about the mythology, and it was known that it was under there. But he probably, the... did, but obviously, I don't think Sam or John probably know that. I think probably. I wonder if Daenerys it. knows that's under there because if that's under there, she becomes instantly the most powerful person. She is already. The, yeah. white, the white Walkers are the most are the, are the biggest threat. Mm. She's got the only two things that are known to kill White Walkers. She's got the dragons, and then the dragon glass. She becomes like. The black, the black market dealer, doesn't she? She can charge whatever she she's wants. She's got the fire and she's got the glass. That's but just a, a bucket. For, I think the only other thing that would probably work would be dragon fire, you know, the green ship, well, but I assume Valerian, that all got Valerian used, steel obviously is dragon glass mixed in as well, so they're basically... Yeah. She's, got, she's got everything. And there's, and there's only a couple of them around. We know John's got one, Brienne's got one, Jamie's got, got one. one. Yeah, yeah, all of them had one. All of the Lannisters had one, but obviously... Most of them are dead now. So yeah, Jamie, um, Brienne, and John. John are the only three I can think of. Think. Sam took theirs, didn't he? Sam took their family sword. Oh, when Sam's he got one. Fight. Sam's got one. Yep. Sam's got, got. Sam's got a sword or, that, or a dagger. Yeah. I, if I remember rightly, I think it was a big broadsword. I can see that in the hands of the fucking hound. Yeah. Because you've got to be a big fucker to have a two-handed sword. It's either going to the hound or the mountain. Right. And how yeah. fucking cool did the mountain look as well, by the way? Oh, yeah, covered up. When, um, what's his fate, when Euron Greyjoy tried to step up to um, Cersei and all yeah. of a sudden he just stepped over and grunted at him. Then you, mm-hmm. like, you like Euron, didn't you? I really did. Um, he's, <laughs> he's a good bastard, isn't he? Yeah. He's a he's... really good bastard. Pretty much, he, he really made me laugh um, when uh, she goes, I can't trust you, you killed your brother, and he goes, you should try it sometime. <laughs> I, had, I had that written down as one of my yeah. favourite lines, you murdered your own brother, you should also, try it, it feels hands. wonderful. I've got two hands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was just cussing Jamie the whole time, but yeah. I think the key of that scene was the way he said, fine, you rejected me, but I'm going to go get you a gift. Now, obviously, he's at King's Landing, Dragonstone's over there, the, iron, the Ironborn... The other side are coming as well. I reckon he's going to try and have a mini war himself first to try and get something for her from these guys. That's my theory, but I don't know if you two think of anything else. I've not really thought of anything to do with what the... Gift? Uh, what gift could he possibly bring? I, I think he thinks he's going to... Like you said, he's going to start a mini war and he'll probably try thinking he can get um, little Tyrion's head on a... On, on a spear or something for that. She'd probably want him alive anyway to torture him more, more than anything, to be honest. <laughs> I'm yeah. thinking troops. The, the thing she needs most is troops. So unless he's able to, to get back in touch with the rest of the, um, the Iron Army and, and bring them back over to his side so we can bring back another few thousand troops, or unless he thinks that he's got a special weapon somewhere, I don't know. But I, I don't 100%... I don't 100% trust him and I know yeah. she doesn't but I don't see him lasting the season I don't think he's that clever that he's going to see out the whole season because next season being the last one no I think there's going to be a big war here that's going to deal with a lot of characters I've got a feeling that, that's got it's got to kill off a lot of the sort of the B-list characters and we've got to be going into the last season with just the big players yeah I mean Nin, there was um I think Stu mentioned the Hound earlier and they, he's back in season seven. Oh, bless with, him. He's so remorseful as well. He is, yeah. He's uh, 
he's basically with the brother brotherhood is it or something what yeah they, the, what, bro, uh, bro, the brothers without banners yeah the brothers without banners and obviously, i think it's just no i think, I think it's it just the brotherhood it's just called the brotherhood so they've got beric dundarian and thoros of me something like that yeah. so he's with them dennis Pennis. yeah and yeah, that's, <laughs> that's yeah. what that's what i was calling for dennis the Pennis. <laughs> yeah but then he's met those people before in season four episode three i think it was sex and violence basically he steals silver from them the hound does and he leaves them to die so they're they're dead there that's why he's remorseful Ooh, so showed and, it in the recap yeah so he's don't you think they, they i think they're trying to build him as well in terms of i think he's always had that side he's always had that side where he's trying to do something like, he's a realist, isn't he? He's one yeah. of them. He knows what he needs to do to, to survive in the world. And he kills them. And he obviously thought that that was merciful because then, well, I remember him saying it, then they're, they're not going to survive the winter. And it was when he had Arya, wasn't it? And they were forming that brilliant little um, little back and forth where she was always trying to say something and he'd just come back and basically call her a cunt or call someone a cunt. And that bit when he, he stole like a handful of silver but it was nice to see him bury them. Like at least he was showing enough humanity to think they don't deserve to just be left out here to rot. For sure. Maybe, maybe it's the start of his redemption arc. Cause it's going to be interesting when he sees Arya again and when he Mm -hmm. sees Brienne again, cause you know, he was known as being one of the greatest fighters in the land and yet he got beaten by Brienne. And if he ever lives that down, that'd be the ruin of him. And then that's where they are in River Run. They're all around that River Run area. If you check the map again, that's where they are. They're around River Run. They're basically running You're around. You're loving this map. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're running around there. But I tell you what, Nin, let's go straight to somebody else who's in River Run. It's Arya. So she's on her way to King's Landing. She's met Ed Sheeran. You know Great. what? I couldn't believe that. That was a bit strange for me. I'm not going to lie. Like... I'm sure some people got excited at that, but, like, you don't deserve a role on Game of Thrones. I'm sorry. Really? I thought he was dead good. Oh, he, he didn't just, do anything. Oh, sing, he just sang. All he did the, the other guys were better. Yeah, the, the wine and the rabbit. He sang at the beginning. He sounded great. Not taking away anything from his vocal abilities. But I actually had to double take. I was like, is that Ed Sheeran? It is. Like, it is. Th- th- I, got, I got it as soon as I heard him singing because he's got quite a recognisable voice. And I read about it, uh, Maisie Williams had said they've been trying to get him on for about three years, but he could never find a, a gap in his schedule when they were filming. And then as soon as they got this, they went, right, we're getting you on. And they just shoehorned him in. I yeah. thought he was quite good. He's and did you recognise the, the, um, the young lad from, oh, that Channel 4, was it from This Is Football or this is, uh, this is England? No, I've not seen that. No, I, I didn't recognise him, no. But I tell you what, I do find really... Um, I, I actually do feel sorry for Arya Stark because I think she sticks out like a bit of a sore thumb because all those officers or those peacekeepers were there and they're like, what's a nice young girl like you doing out on your own? Like, I think she's... she She's the kind of character, because she's a lone ranger, she, people ask a lot of questions of her. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Does that make sense? Like, she can't go conceal... Yeah. She because got away with it in this one. Yeah, she did. And she, you know, she was honest, but they all just started laughing. She went, I'm going to King's Landing to kill the Queen. They just found it amused, you know, like, like oh, she's just having a laugh. But I do, I do think she's got it the toughest because she's literally got no one. She's on her own. Do you think she'll always be on her own or do you think she's no, going to find someone? I, I have a way? feeling that this is going to be, this could also be one of the gifts, accidental kind of gift, because she's going to King's Landing. She could end up being a prisoner of Cersei and that's where we kind of have a standoff but it's interesting because she's on her own at the end of the day right and i know she's amazing she has turned into an absolute assassin absolute brilliant assassin but she's gonna mess up somewhere she's still a kid at the end of the day yeah you think about all the stark kids john and sansa are together um uh, bran i think is now behind the wall um you know he's safe because he's with people that john mm. trusts and he's been out on on his own with that girl for so long especially after hodo um <laughs> I know, I know, I'm so sorry to bring his name Poor up Hodo. I know, and you know, he's been pretty much alone So now it's nice to see that somebody is accountable for him You know, somebody knows of his well-being, etc, etc And she's the only one that I feel like It's just like sort of them um, pottering around on her own Even though she's badass You know, she's vulnerable 
She is. She's no, of, she is. She is. So I, I, I'm worried about what happens really next with that because obviously Cersei's desperate for something to 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 get but to bargain with, you know, to have an upper hand, and she could be the upper hand. I'm I'm hoping that's not the case, and I hope they do have a Stark reunion before they start killing some of them off because fucking it's Game of Thrones. Someone's gonna fucking die. Um, but you know what? Uh, did you guys notice a little thing? I mean, we 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 jumped off the hand really quick, but. When he did finally look into the fire, which is obviously his weak points too, he's really scared of that. Yeah. But I don't know if you guys remember, but that's exactly the same thing that uh, Melisandre and Stannis would say. The same yeah. words he said about the wall and the night world, word for word. You know why I know that? Because I just watched an episode in season three, yeah. and it was fucking exact word for and, word. I knew it sounded familiar, but I didn't realise that's what it was. But that was good, that, because... He's always been sceptical of of the gods and stuff, hasn't he? Like, he's yeah. never really been that big a believer of it. But now, I forget, it, it, Thor, it was Thoris he was talking yes. to, wasn't it? Yes. He, I think he's now sort of realised, hang on, maybe there's something about this guy. So maybe he's going to become a full-time member of the Brothers. And he's, he's a hell of an ally to have because he's such a strong warrior. And he can take such a beating and he kills people so easily without any real guilt. He would be a huge ally for them. I just want, what's their end game, do you think? What are they, where do they fit into the grand scheme of things? Because they, realistically, they've got to team up with someone, haven't they, to, to be of any use. Another Arya link could be there. I don't know whether they get back yeah. together, you know, because that would be interesting, wouldn't it? If she then, she's already got magic. So there's a quite a few things that could happen with Arya. She's in those woods there around River and check the map. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, with Ed yeah, but but yeah, I reckon she's going to kill them all off. That just sounds like what she's going to do now. You think she'll kill off the brothers, the brotherhood? No, 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 no. Kill off those those guards. The, the, oh, the right. I reckon she'll just oh yeah, chop, up, chop them all up before she. Because she was she was eyeing up the weapons, wasn't she? And I, I think she was sort of mentally going over. Right, there's this many of them, and the weapons sort of are far like, away like from Nina them? said, yeah. uh, her weakness could also be her strength. They definitely wouldn't be expecting this little girl to be a lethal assassin because she's shown she's handy with a sword. She's got needle with her. She could be a bit of a dark horse for them. And they, they wouldn't be expecting her to like murder them in a sleep. They would fancy that if anything happened, they'd be able to take her down. Yeah. I reckon in their sleep, she's going to do them over and that's it. They're done. And then, yeah. um, and, and then she moves on and maybe she bumps into those. Cause there's so many, I mean, where Arya is right now, it's very interesting that there's so many options available to her to bump into people. And, um, it, it, it's just, it's just going to be great. I, I mean, same with Bran. He could link up with, um, John first before they move down, like you said earlier. And then yeah. obviously Dragonstone is just right there where, in the it's getting closer, isn't it? Everyone's sort of spitting distance it's from everyone time, else. It's about time, though, right? Because, Nin, yeah. I, it's been frustrating a little bit that we're not getting some real serious screen sharing going on with the big stars. I think it's all down to, obviously, when they followed the books, it was quite um, long-winded. Like, you look at Daenerys now, only now she's making her play. And, you know, for so long, you know, for me, she's been, like... I think we all adore her. We think she's amazing. Oh God, she's yeah. potentially the most, most powerful in the strongest position. But if you think about how long she's pretty much done, in my opinion, very little. I don't know. I, I she think she's done a lot. lot. I, I, yeah. I think she's done a lot because you think what she's been doing, she's amassed probably the strongest army because she started off with the least. Everyone else came into the world with something. She literally mm-hmm. had a dickhead brother. And now she's got this giant army, this giant navy, three fucking dragons. But she's now, there was a great video I watched. I always talk about Emergency Awesome. And you were saying her character's kind of gone 180 degrees because she's always been the underdog. She's always been the one that's been rocking up to like Slaver's Bay, freeing the, um, the Unsullied. But now she's the master. She's the one with the power potentially mm. somebody's going to be coming after her to try and take her down. Because if she's got dragons, people are going to think, well, shit, she's more dangerous than Jon Snow. She's more dangerous than the Lannisters. So she could now be a target. She's also... But, you know, I think she, who cares about I, I being a target when you've got three fucking yeah. dragons? Yeah, true. And I think also her dragons were babies as well, so she had to wait for them to be strong because obviously that yeah. gives her more power. Uh, I think yeah. that probably, that's something to be mindful of. Maybe I'm a little harsh. I feel like though since, uh, obviously, the books have, uh, I think the 
producers and directors pretty much went last season they did it their way so as viewers we were quite happy because we got a lot of justice <clears throat> personally that's how I feel with Ramsey Bolton and stuff like that oh, I feel yeah. like last season and I think certainly last season that you know that just went by I felt like she did a lot and she progressed a lot and each character did and I think now everything is pretty much fast moving and is moving at a quicker pace it has to since she's met Tyrion it was going to get speeded up you know I mean she's done all the Dothraki stuff she's been back again she's done the marine stuff she's been you know the whole he's uh, he's been the catalyst hasn't he because Tyrion's the one he's got the sense of being a Lannister he knows how he's he plays the Game of Thrones as they say yes better than anyone else because his family's been doing it for years he's the key she's quite green in all of this Remember, and remember Varys. He's definitely the king. Remember Varys. The end of season two, Varys shows him a map of how to get in and out of King's Landing with tunnels. Yeah. Remember? So he has, he and he used it to his advantage in the in the Battle of Blackwater as well. So that guy knows everything about King's Landing. When he was the Hand, the rest of it. He's she the cleverest ha- character in the show. And by she's, an got him, she's got him as the hand. How key he's going to be in the next She's the seven. only person that realises his true worth. Everyone else sees him as the imp, as the half-man. She's the only one that realises, yeah, he might be the half-man, but he's the cleverest man in the kingdom. Nobody comes close to knowing the sort of shit that he knows. And if anyone else had him, if he was working with Jamie and Cersei, they'd be a lot stronger. If he was on side with Jon Snow, he'd be a lot stronger. So yeah, Daenerys has got the, 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 the military brain of Tyrion and the dragons and the navy. So really, it's hard to see her as anything other than the, you know, the leader in all of this. And he's a, Nin, he's a cocky little shit, isn't he? The whole season, he's been, he's been fighting against, rebelling against whoever's a leader in King's Landing, right? Yeah, but like I think, like Stu said, because he's been massively undermined. I mean, I, you know, uh, he is the most intelligent. I think Stu just touched on that. He is the best character. He's the most intelligent. He's the most underrated. Um, I remember when Joffrey was king and the way he would speak to him. And he oh, yeah. And I think he, was he it, always was used to Joffrey? threaten him, didn't he? He always used to yeah. threaten to, to kill him yeah, and he'd always was... call him imp and uncle and stuff like that. And he was being really petulant with him. And didn't he win that war against Stannis as well when they had that little mini battle kind of thing? What, yeah, um, uh, when Joffrey right. was, yeah, he yeah, won well, it. He, did, he, he, and didn't he, and he did win he it. He did win it by physical combat. His he dad won it. His dad won it. His his dad won it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. His tactics were spot on. Because he was the he, cause he came up with the idea, didn't he, to um, go behind? What, to use what, the, um, he, he put the stuff in the bay, he put the dragon fire in the bay to take down all the ship. Not only that, he used the tunnels to go in behind them to shock them. And yeah, then that the, slowed um, him down to get enough time for his dad to come. If he hadn't done that, they were gone. They were they were they were crowded into the into the castle. They were fucked behind the gates. Yeah. So he did, and also he took leadership because he actually told him, "Don't forget, forget the king." Fuck well, the king. Joffrey, Fuck Joffrey the was there, wasn't he? And the the, the troops were asking off. Joffrey for leadership, and he, and he just off. fucking ran yeah, off like man. a little baby. Yep. Yeah. And, and then Tyrion stepped up with his uh, his, his little speech, battle axe. His speech was and, the and best again though. after after he did that, no recognition. So yeah. why stick around? Well, they so, bent him off, didn't they? They just they completely did. fucking treated was, him like shit. Yeah. And all he got was the... Um, nothing, he got nothing. He, he, got, he, he just got that scar on his face, and yeah. that's the only reminder he's got of the fact that he literally saved what his entire trying, family. What I was trying to get to was, at the end of season six then, he actually bows to, to her and says, you know, I, I accept, you know, being the hand and everything. It was the first time... He actually, it looked like he felt like he was in the right place, doing the right job, without any fear, without any, you know, rebellion, nothing. He was like, I'm in the right place, right time, I'm yours. And it just felt he's like... Basically, he's basically renounced being a Lannister, hasn't he? Yeah, By yeah. siding with, with the Targaryens, who were pretty much the arch enemy of, of his family. He may as well have, have given up his, his name, but to, to go back to what we were saying before, maybe that's because he's not really a Lannister. It wouldn't be a big shock, would it, as, as you were hinted before, if he was, even if he's not a Targaryen, if he's somebody else's kid. Yeah, but but Stu, there is a bit of a history repeating itself. The Mad King's hand was Tywin. So, yeah. so if a Lannister is the hand of, of a Targaryen, it's kind of like history repeating itself again. Do you get what I mean? Hopefully. And there have been a lot of people that have been sort of theorising that maybe there's going to be a Mad Queen arc for, for Daenerys because she started off really good and pure, but she's been getting a lot darker 
you know, the way she was with some of the um, the slave masters, she was getting really, really evil when she had them all um, pinned upon the, the mile markers on the lead up to whatever city it was. That was really cold and, and evil. So maybe she's going to have a bit of a turn and maybe um, Tyrion's going to have to take her down in the way. Um, Rhaegar, um, oh, I'm getting my Targaryens mixed up. Aegon was, was taken down. Yeah. You know, but no. No, Aeris, Aeris. That was the Mad King, wasn't it? I don't know. I get Aeris and Aegon and bloody... Aegon was their dad. He was the main one, the first one. So, I mean, this is an interesting conversation, actually, because the Targaryens are the the least, uh, let's say, they, they, they spent most of their... Um, their history is from Valeria, of whatever. Yeah. yeah, right. So the Starks, the the Lannisters, and all the other families—they've spent centuries, you know, in in Westeros. Centuries. Yeah, they're, they're, they're relatives of the first men. Exactly, and these guys actually took over, and they've only been there for decades rather than centuries. Do you, do you get what I mean? So have the Targaryens not been there for a few thousand years. I didn't think it was thousands when I was reading something about it. I didn't think it was thousands, but they're the most recent. Then let's say. The yeah, they recent. are. They're one of the younger ones. Yeah, they're one of the younger. So, so she's actually coming back, but the other families actually do have more of a right over the the, the, the country, let's say, or the area than than she. Although does. she she really does because they were in charge of the throne and it was taken from them. You know, they never abdicated or anything. It was stolen during um, yeah, Robert's Russian. rebellion. Yeah, yeah. So she's she's got. I would say she's got the most legitimate claim to it. But before they turned up, wasn't it? They were all separate kingdoms, and they and he basically Targaryen basically made them bow he, to him. It, it was a, it was a Targaryen that un, I think that that unified the, the, uh, the Western, seven kingdoms. Yeah, yeah. That was another good line before from when uh, Jamie was talking to Cersei, and she said, "I'm the leader of the seven kingdoms," and he went three no, not. <laughs> at best. Because yeah. I was thinking that because he's the only one that's willing and able to put her in a fucking place because she probably won't kill him. No, she won't. But anyone else would have got a knife him. in the throat. She loves him more than anything, and she knows he's the last one left. But Nin, what do you think then going forward? Come on, then we're at the end of the show. We're at the end of the. What did you firstly? What did you think of the episode as a whole? Then it's one of them, isn't it? It leaves you wanting more, and it's kind of frustrating. It's good, but it's frustrating because you've got to wait a whole week. (laughs) Yeah, I know that's normal. But did you think it was a good episode? I can't binge. It was phenomenal. It was so good. It was exactly what I wanted. It started off great. Every every main character had an important arc, was doing something. There was no fillers. I didn't think anything was a bit... I mean, Sam's, I guess you could say, was a bit... You know, when they kept showing him repeat his tedious routine, I was a bit like, this is getting a bit fucking gross. But you saw Jura there. <laughs> There yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah. There's another yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Even, you know, you, you pick up on things, you know. Um, obviously, because I think, is he suffering from leprosy? What is he suffering from? Yeah, he's from, it's, um, it's some sort of disease. He got, touched, he got touched by one of the guys, so his skin is turned into stone. It's like um, Stannis' daughter ad. I forget what they call it. Ah, yes. And he's there. Yeah, he's in that, the Citadel Hospital. That was cured. brilliant. That, I, I, would, I thought someone was going to grab hold of Sam. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it to be Jorah. It's brilliant. But jo- He's alive. He, he's, he's still a bit obsessed, isn't he, with Daenerys? And because he sort of he swore his allegiance to her, and she cast him out. And also, but remember, she, she's told him to go away. His history with the Starks as well, right? They they kind of basically kicked him out, kicks the jaw yeah. out. So I mean, obviously, you know what it is when you watch it the second time round, you pick up a lot more from from the early early episodes because the, some of their history is said right there at the, at, when they first meet each other. Some people, yeah, but you were thrown out by the Starks. You miss it. You forget it. Because you don't know all all the links at that point, but once you're in six seasons and you go back and watch it, you kind of see everything fits into into into, into place like a glove. So I I agree with you, and I thought the episode was fantastic. I thought it started real fast, real good adrenaline, but they really brought the pace back down. But it required it; it really does. But I think it's going to blow up. I really think, Stu, this is going to blow up now going in. I think they've got it because it's only a short season. Uh, I think it's either seven or eight episodes instead of the usual ten, which I'm guessing is because the CG budget's getting fucking huge now because there's dragons in almost every episode. The White Walkers aren't exactly cheap to animate, so I, I don't I don't see there being any low like low pace episodes. I think the whole thing is going to be like a hundred mile an hour. 
And I it's got to be a story. I think it's a story as well. They must have a set amount of stories saying, right, we've got to get to this end point. How many episodes? And said, oh, 13. Right, where's the best point for the cliffhanger? Right, seven. So, do you get what I mean? They've just split it in half yeah. pretty much. I reckon. I don't think it, I don't think it'd be budget problems. This show is getting 20 million fucking people watching it. I don't think they've got any problems with money. Oh, no, they, they have. They've definitely have they? got, cause you, you, well, yeah, because you think how much money it takes to computer generate three dragons and stuff and all the white walkers. And don't forget a lot of the, the settings, like the castles, they don't really exist. So the whole landscape that they're in is CG. So they they use a lot of it. That from what I heard, that's why it's a short. It's two short seasons because of the budget. Very interesting, and that's probably why it's taking longer to get to release it because. And the, the next season's going to be over a year away. Yeah, because it, it, CG takes ages. It takes ages. It it takes, takes, we'll just have to go back and watch reruns again, won't we? <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> Before the last season, I'm going to watch the whole thing from scratch again. I've I've watched yeah. it from the, from scratch twice. And I want to watch it again. I've, I, I have to say, I am absolutely enjoying it so much watching it again. But it's nice when someone's watching it with you again and they're watching it for the first time. Like, for example, the, the, just the horror on her face for the Red Wedding was just Ned dying and then the Red Wedding. Both of them, she was gutted, like flawed. You know, so just watching it again, it's so, it's so good. It is so good. But anything else, it's, guys? It's- before yeah, it's it's nice to see we got a, a little snapshot of the uh, the best couple in Game of Thrones as well, Tormund and Brienne. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> when when I she know was this. when she was fighting with Pod and Tormund just comes over with that big pervy look on his face. <laughs> they really... are so going to end up boning. It's not even funny. They she's, are going to end up in bed. She's creeped out. She fucked off straight away. She's creeped out by him. Oh, he's brilliant, Tormund. He's he absolutely brilliant. And he goes, I'm going to go to the wall now, so you want us to manage the wall, do you? you want yeah, to, yeah, it's like, yeah, you want us to go right to the front line, right? Fuck you all, I'll, I'll go. Because they don't care about anything. Do Well, they do, but they're not... No. no, they're raised as warriors. They're not little prissy boys and girls. They are born to fight. And they fought for everything that they've ever had. But he's a fantastic character. And Brienne's good. And my favourite yeah. line, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to drop another C-bomb. When he's, um, who was it? He was talking, the hound was talking to somebody and he says, there is no divine justice, you cunt. Yes. There's so many C-bombs. There there must have been at least a couple of dozen. Even I was a bit surprised and everyone knows I love a C-bomb every now and then. No, it was brilliant. Nin, anything to finish before we go? No, nothing. Just uh, um, now that you guys have, uh, we've we've all watched it, obviously. We've spoke about it. I'm going to go watch it again. I think I'm going to try and watch it before bed. Yeah, I've watched it twice already, just in preparation for this. I thought there was loads of bits in there that we've we've covered everything. I think um, I think we also covered the little finger stuff that I wanted to talk about. The house slimy was he's we know what he wants. He's a very interesting character, but he's one of them. He's like I do find he, him. I hope he dies. I hope he dies. Uh, as a woman, I do find him strangely attractive. I'm not gonna lie. You're weird. Oh, maybe no, it's the power thing. Yeah, maybe. What about Varys? What about Varys? I mean, something actually. I want to ask you guys this. Something that Cam Cam uh, brain. I thought you were asking me if I find it attractive. I'm no, no, no. Mister Mister Alternative Fact himself sent in a really good question. Nin, I'll give you this. He basically said <laughs> to me, he goes, "I've got a, a question. You know, a, a little quandary for you because." Um, how did Lord Varys go from Daenerys at the end of last season to go and broker a deal to help the alliance between old Billy, uh, Biddy Tyrell and the Sand Mother back to Daenerys again in this episode so quickly? So, I mean, how does Varys do it? Logistically. Um, We've got the map. We've got the map right there. (laughs) His answer for everything is his sparrows. He's got ways and means of doing everything. But how does he travel? He's actually going there. He's in the scenes, isn't he? He's with Tyrells, uh, you know, with the with the dorm. You know, remember he was with Dorm at the end. Then he's it, with Daen- Daenerys at one point. Are there more than one of him? Is there something we don't know? I think it's said that certain ships are a lot faster than the others. But supposedly, it's um, I think it's Euron from the books has got. It, it's meant to be the fastest ship in the world. But I, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. Plus, we, we've got no idea of the concept of passage of time. Either we don't know what's, what's days, what's weeks. For all we know, he's been he's going to these places and it's two, three months. weeks later. Or months, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you just don't know. There's no. They don't give you a time like three weeks later. No. Like SpongeBob. 
for, that's for exactly Bayern. what I said to Cam. There's no timeline. There's no, there's, yeah. there's no timeline. Now, the one thing you should know is never underestimate virus. Nope. Virus is probably second only to Tyrion in terms of his, his intellect, but his cunning as well. He's a very, very clever, evil man. I don't think and he's evil. That I really don't oh, think he's I evil. Do. I don't. I think he's I, always I, tried to save somebody. When I would want stuff. him on my side, put it that way. I would not want to be against him. Do you think he's um, evil, yeah, I, I think, you know what it is? He's a bit like Littlefinger. I feel like he sways with where something suits him or where there's most advantage. I do think they're quite similar in terms of um, yeah, their characteristics. In do terms you, of... both like to back the winning horse, don't they? Neither one of them is yeah. going to go with somebody for, you know, honour or integrity. Yeah, They'll but go Littlefinger's a cunt, though. Everyone knows that. Littlefinger's a cunt for what he did. So is Varys. Varys has done some pretty horrible things. You know, he's betrayed I, a lot sure... of people. I'm sure he betrayed Ned, or he was um, a Littlefinger part did of that. It. Littlefinger did that. Littlefinger did that, but was a virus part no. of like King's Landing Council at that he, point? He tried yeah, he to was. warn him. He tried to warn him. Just you know, just bow. Don't worry, but just do it. They're going to chop your head off because he comes into the he comes into the dungeons. He's the one who's giving him water. He's the one who's always giving him water. But Littlefinger mm. says, "Don't trust me," and like, "Yeah, I got your back." And then he puts a knife to his throat. Ugh. Yeah, he did, didn't he? When when he was, um, they were trying to arrest him. Weren't and the they? kids yeah, don't know that. None of the kids, hand. none of the kids know. Littlefinger has a big hand in their dad's death. Otherwise, he would have especially been not San- if Sansa knew he'd be dead. He'd be dead. She, he'd be she, dead right now. She'd get close to him, pretend she was going to like you know touch his bits or something, and then she'd cut his head off. Yeah, because San- I think Sansa's got a bit of an evil streak in her now, as we were saying before. Yes. From Cersei, she's definitely got it in her to kill someone because she's lost everything. And if she knows who it is that's cost her everything, I don't think she'd hesitate to, to put him down. Brand's gonna be but you know what's amusing, though? You know what's amusing? You say that she lost everything. She is, in, in some part, the reason why she has lost everything because she was just so stupid. hell-bent on being queen to Joffrey. So stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah. So annoying. Yeah. She was that's the... when I fucking hated her. I wanted her dead in yeah, the early me seasons. Too. Yes, me too. <laughs> me too. I mean, you said Arya, Arya was the most annoying. She was more annoying. She was, yeah. She was more Arya annoying. Was the, oh. a little tomboy. Yeah, I just thought she was, like, uh, insufferable. And it, at one point, you were like, yeah, you deserve that, you little shit. You deserve that because you, you've just been a twat. You have been so stupid. But now... everyone wanted, didn't they? Especially Marjorie used to tell her, like, you need to get away from the uh, the Lannisters. And she's like, oh, but I love Joffrey. Like, Joffrey doesn't love you. Joffrey's a cunt. He's fucking horrible. He was, and he then she's gone from one to the next. Exactly. So she went from being, you know... Bef- she married Tyrion, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she married Tyrion and, and Reese. Ramsey. So, Ramsey, sorry, Ramsey, not Reese's dad. Yeah, Ramsey. So she's she's just been around, isn't she? Poor thing. She's really been through the, uh, through but, the ring. But That's, to be fair, Tyrion didn't touch be... her. He didn't touch her. No, Tyrion was very, very noble and honourable about it. Quick quick one. Who do you think, end of next season, who do you think is sitting on the throne? <sighs> Good I... reaction. Don't overthink I'm saying, it. I'm saying John, John Snow. I say Sansa. I oh, think everyone really? else will battle each other out, and Sansa will be there to pick up the pieces because she's the cle- she'll be the uh, the clever one. Her and Tyrion till the end of time. Uh, uh, Sansa and, and Tyrion. Yeah. Okay, then you know. Listen, if uh, they if uh, they uh, kill Jon Snow, I'm fucking done. No, I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna go with Daenerys then, just because they you know they don't ever do the obvious one, but this one might just be the one that they do do the obvious. One. I think it's too obvious. But yeah. I, I don't see how anyone stops her because she's got fucking dragons. Yeah, I don't you think... Have the bit, you could have an army of, of 10 million. But you fly Stu, a dragon over the head and the The toast. interesting bit is that they so might just all... The, no, 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 no. I just think there might be just the big the big war with the dead folk, right? Could be the, the turning point where they all get together. Like, they all... You know, like Avengers Assemble. They all They're assemble. Probably, I think they're going to have to, and I think if anything does that, it'll be John because John's the only one that's really seen how relentless the army is. Like when um, when they were fighting at Hardhome, they were throwing all the troops off the, the cliff because they don't get you know hurt or broken legs or anything. So there's not a lot you can do to you can kill them, but you can't really slow them down. You know, if you put up barriers, they'll just claw through the barriers. So they are probably going to have to barter with each other, call a truce take down the White Walkers, but then 
then it depends whether they get time to do the turn on each other thing or does it end at that point where everyone's dead and there's one person left as king or queen. It'll be really interesting to see whether the people turn on each other when they're all together fighting the dead because something's got to give. Something has got to something give. Something or someone has, has got to, to be the first one to throw you know a little knife in someone's back. Because it, it, it's not the Game kind of setting... Well. They're not going to share the kingdom, are they? It's they're, not Game of Thrones otherwise. <laughs> they're, they're all in this to be the sole ruler. Because yeah. a lot of people's theories has been that John and Daenerys will like co-share. I don't see that happening because Daenerys didn't come back to share the throne. She came back to take back what was rightfully hers, one not dies. half of it. One dies, for sure. One dies, I think. But, okay, I think that's it for, t- uh, for this episode. That's the first episode of Season 7. We'll be back next week covering the second one. Guys, anything to plug before we go, Nin? Uh, nothing much just download the AI app it's completely free uh, LFC content non-LFC content like this and the comic pod and all the other great sports pods that we've got do check it out that's all from me Gags and I want Liverpool to make a signing in Cater because uh, i got things planned <laughs> and Stu yourself mate you got another pod coming this week I think um, yeah tomorrow me Rory and I think Kay's coming on Kayle and Karim he's doing a Wonder Woman review Wow. And then keep oh, it an hour, yeah? Yeah, an hour. <laughs> um, I'll call it an hour and ten. What's what's ten minutes between friends? I'll give you the ten on, on the house. There you yeah. go. All right, and guys. Next <laughs> week we're doing uh well if we get time, Ant Man with Ali Thompson, then the week after Spider Man Homecoming amazing so some loads of content coming from the comic yes. pod boys there's going to be loads of con- content coming from on the box i'll try and fit another couple of shows in if i can as well but it's game of thrones season so it takes over winter is here up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.